From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 236 for the week of January 9th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatta-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel, plus our special guest Pete Werner. In this week's show we begin our look at Disneyland Good Neighbor Hotels and I find out more details about what's happening at Knott's Berry Farm in 2014. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Sports Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hey. Hey. Happy New hey. Year. Happy New Year. Hey. Merry hey. Christmas, hey. Happy New Year, and all of that stuff. Yeah. I trust everyone is rested? No. No. <laughs> it's the holidays. <laughs> well, it's, it's, also, it's also 20 after 11 on the, on yeah, the East Coast okay. right now, and I've had a long day. But I wanted to be here for your first show Excellent. of Welcome the New you. Year. And it's funny that, you know, uh, even though your show will go up after ours, uh, we're <laughs> recording your show the day before. We record our live show tomorrow, so our first show of the year. Yes. So, very excited about that. It's been. It feels like it's been. Uh, it feels like it's been ages since I've, I've done a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're. What was it? A, a two week, two weeks off is really three weeks between well, shows. Well, really, yeah. this was three weeks. Yeah, yeah. We, we had three weeks, and I hadn't. Uh, I wasn't on the 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 right, last the, show the they did. The cookie show, yeah. Oh, the that's right. Show. And, uh, so it's been, it's been like a month for me. Since, you, since the, 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 since Dizapalooza, right? Yeah, Dizapalooza was my last show. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can't wait. I can't wait to get back in the studio and, and do a show, so. Awesome. Um, speaking of podcast type things, I want to remind everybody there's still availability for Podcast Cruise 5.0. Since Pete's on here, we got to mention that. Uh, November 30th, 2014, to celebrate Pete's birthday. Uh, if you're interested, uh, go to – well, we'll make sure we put a link in the show notes. Also, there's a couple Give Kids the World meets we are working on. Uh, we're still asking for help with our Arizona meet. That's going to be October of 2014. Yay, go. Really excited about that one. I'm really excited. love to go back to Arizona. Also want to mention there's a meet since it since it's somewhat east of at least east west of of all of the normal meets there's a meet in, that's happening in North Texas in Fort Worth Yay. and that meet is March 22nd of of 2014 so if you're interested in that if you're in the Texas area look that one up I'll make sure we get a link on to that one in the show notes page also anybody else have housekeeping I have a housekeeping. Go for actually, it, Michael. And actually, it's a team housekeeping. Okay. I know Mary no. Jo talked about seeing Saving Mr. Banks, what, like eight or ten times? And, I a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it, and I'm assuming more of us have seen it since have, our last show. I have not. Yeah, me either. No, we won't no, spoil it too much, except to let you know that they did make the film. Oh, right? spoiler and, alert. Okay. And they did include songs. <laughs> And they did make it into a musical. Okay. But, and in a later... Don't segment, tell us who stars in it. Okay. It's not Walt Disney. Okay, good. Um, in a later segment, I'm going to go more into the making of Walt Disney because I'm going to be talking with um, the um, the founder of the archives, Dave Smith, when I meet him at the Walt Disney Family Museum later this month. And we're going to talk about the making of um, Mary Poppins. And I'm, so I'm going to talk about that in a later segment. I'm going to talk more about some of the historical aspects depicted in this film, as well as um, what they did to sort of redress Disneyland as best they could for the 60s. But I thought, you know, I think we need to talk a little about what we thought of this film, since it takes place in our own backyard. Here and and so, uh, so, what did you all think of it? I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it to see more than one time. That's for sure. Um, I thought it was a very sad movie, but yet I found myself laughing through the whole thing. Just the way they they um, put the movie together and they portrayed Walt Disney's. Um, well, actually, the team putting the making the movie of Mary Poppins with Pamela Travelers 
their relationship and making it and and her background story, putting all of that together. I thought it was just really well done. Yeah, and it was good. I like that they brought out some of Walt Disney's habits. You know, definitely they brought out the coughing, how they knew he was always coming down the corridor because they could hear his coughing <laughs> before cool. he did. They taught one of the code words that he was approaching was man is in the forest. Mm-hmm. You know, directly from Bambi, they brought that at, they brought that into the film. Uh, the uh, one scene where he says that'll work. You know, yes. when they they'd feed the birds. Well, that is as close as you got to a compliment with Walt. You know, Walt would, if Walt likes something that you did, he would go and tell somebody else, at knowing that they would then report it back to you. But he didn't necessarily tell you directly. So that'll work was the biggest compliment that you got. Um, so a, a couple of other things, though, is that when P.L. Travers did arrive at the studio, Paul, uh, um, Walt went to Palm Springs for those two weeks. He was at Smoke Tree Ranch. So he allowed his uh, the team to deal with um, Mrs. Travers, and he did not um, he did he did not go to London, you know, in order to coerce her into signing over you know the rights. Um, she did it out of necessity. I mean, she definitely, as they said in the story, what in the film, she definitely was in financial straits. And for the time, she made a very good deal with Disney. Um, she got uh, in back in the day, she got a hundred thousand dollars and five percent of the gross wow. of of the film. Wow. So. Uh, and so that was very lucrative for her. She also initially, although she did weep at the premiere, uh, nobody really knows why. There was some speculation that it was because her name was so small on the screen. Uh, other people, oh. other people speculated that she really disliked the animation sequence. Um, the, the Jolly Holiday sequence is in the book, but. She felt it was the weakest part of the story and really never wanted it included in, in the film at all and didn't understand why, why the Walt Disney and the team were so adamant at having it in the film to begin with. So nobody really knows why she wept and everybody, you know, it's, it's sort of a common belief that she despised the film. She definitely wanted it edited. And she told Walt that at the post-premiere party, that that there was some work to do. And, and, and the story goes that Walt <laughs> told her, Pamela, that the ship has sailed. But she wrote a very nice letter to Walt, complimenting him on the film, saying she understood that there would have to be artistic differences in the film and that she hoped that the character of Mary Poppins as he depicted in the film would drive more people to her books, which it did. So she had this uh, sort of love-hate relationship in a way where because she saw her book sales, which had really bottomed out by the 60s, increase every time Mary Poppins was re-released. Where things started to go a little south was a, a sequel had been promised to the film, but Walt Disney passed away about a year after Mary Poppins was released. And with that, the talk of a sequel. And once that happened, she became a little more open about her dislike of the film. And then that's where the story started that she, um, that she disliked the film all along. So, so I thought though it was a good film. It's definitely manipulative. But what I really liked and in my reading about P.L. Travers and in Walt Disney was, I think it's a good case study of how two people who started out with very troubled childhoods took, reacted to that childhood. P.L. Travers, and if you've read the Poppins books, you see that she really believed that children needed to be prepared for a life that would be full of disappointments, and that and that life would bring you darkness. She and was Mrs. Children, Happy Fun Lady. Yeah, wow. uh, it, it, the Poppins on the screen Cheer is up, not Pamela. the Poppins in the books, and she felt children needed to be prepared 
for a life of uh, that would bring about disappointments. That's how she. That's what how she reacted to her childhood. Walt, on the other hand, reacted in a way that life was always full of hope, that he was always optimistic, and that tomorrow was always full of promise, and that. You know, if you put your mind to it, all your dreams can come true. So it's very interesting just to see those two personalities play out in life and how it really affected their storytelling. And that's sort of what I got out of the film. Cool. Wow. That was that's a lot. Um, that's yeah, it's fantastic. That's a mm-hmm. great that's a great uh, background to the to the film, Michael. Yeah. So I highly recommend. So that people see it, and then, like I said, I'll talk a little more about it as um, later on this month. It's it's such a good film, and I got to see it at the Walt Disney Studios. And That's there's a perfect a, place to see it. Oh, uh, it was a wonderful place to see it because then we were able to walk around the studios and see um, the locations that they had that were in the film, and also the soundstage where they actually. Um, cut the, the soundtrack for Mary Poppins and on that in that sound stage they had this film of Richard Sherman talking to Jason Schwartzman who plays Richard Swer- Sherman in the movie and Richard Sherman they showed clips of him watching the portrait his the portrayal of him and he had tears streaming from his eyes because he said it it made him feel like he was watching home movies he was he was reliving what they had done in that movie, and he just got so emotional. It was, and after seeing that, then I saw it again, and I saw it with um, Linda and John Andrews, and and I had a different perspective. So to you've the seen movie. it three times now. I've seen it three times, <laughs> and and you can't even get a babysitter to see it. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I bet you find different things in it every time because that is it's a it's a somewhat complex film. Yes. And I, I thought I, each time that I saw it, I was engaged every time because of what you said, Michael. There was something new that I saw happening in the film where I saw it from a different perspective. And just like I said, the the appreciation for them bringing this movie. I'm really glad Disney decided to um, to produce the movie because it's it's so well done. If I see Richard Sherman again, I want to ask him if his brother Dick was as direct with P.L. Travers as he's depicted in the film. Because whereas everyone else was sort of handling P.L. Travers with kid gloves, he was pretty direct with her. I mean, he let her know, for instance, that the banks were um, not attentive parents (laughs) and that he thought Poppins was a bit um, cruel. In in the books, I mean, there were a couple of times he really rubbed P.L. Travers the wrong way to where in the film she asked him to leave. You know the the studio they were working she in. She kicks him out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Cool. Thank you, Michael. Um, any other housekeeping, Mary Jo? You, I, I do have, you have. I have a couple. Okay. Um, um, first of all, a couple of of things happening at Disneyland. Um, a lot of fans of Bill Hill and the Hillbillies um, know that today was the last day that they performed that at Disneyland. M- Monday the 6th. Excuse me. <laughs> a lot Three of days ago was... In the hill- but it seems like only yesterday. yesterday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I say that again? No, don't worry about it. <laughs> that is, the, this is the, the, the downside of not doing live. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You've disrupted the space-time continuum. Sorry. Roads... We don't need anywhere. We're going. There's no roads. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Um, one of our dizzers, and she's actually a listener of the show, Vicky. She saw four shows on Sunday, um, and she said that each show was a little bit different, and he talked to everybody, thanking everybody for um, yeah, his, his, being his Kirk wi- Wall. Who's, Kirk, yeah, his um, wife was at the, at the last show on Sunday. Not the last show ever, but the one on Sunday. She you was were there, the, too, right, Tom? Yeah, I was there, yeah. Santa was enjoying himself. Wait, this is after Christmas, and Santa was still Santa's there. Santa's still there, yes. He's, he's on vacation. Oh, he's, okay. he's, he's, it was he's the enjoying his... himself that I was... No, in... His... Tony! <laughs> really? He took okay. it to a whole different level. 
I, Santa well, needs love too. It sounded like Santa was taking it to a whole different level. It's enjoy. Okay, sorry. He was enjoying oh. the music. You said he was enjoying himself at the concert. Okay, see if you would have put the prepositional phrase at the concert. No, even then. I'm not a teacher. Yeah, no, no, no. Wow, okay. wow, wow. This is going <laughs> off the rails so quickly. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's a new year. Off the yeah. rails to conjunction junction. Well, but we're we're hoping that uh, we wish the best to Kirk and the rest of the. Maybe, maybe I'll get some scoop when I talk to the our our, our person over at Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> that's oh, been yeah, that's rumor. Yeah, it is. The, yeah. They played there on Christmas Eve. Excuse uh, me. They played Eve, there yeah. on New Year's Eve yeah. at Knott's Berry Farm, and there was um, a good crowd listening to them. And it, it's kind of a good fit for them mm-hmm. over there. So we're hoping that they get picked up over there. They do play at other local venues, but. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen them, Pete, but they have a huge following here. Um, and a lot of people see their show more than once just because they're so funny and they do change it up. So here's to Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. And another um, closure at Disneyland is Club 33. We've been talking about it. It's officially closed. There have been some pictures on the Disneyland board. Um, some of our club members have been sharing pictures of the construction in Club 33. So um, go over to our boards and watch them. I mean, and click on the thread. You'll see it. And, and the submarines closed a day early. The, yeah, they closed a couple days earlier. They clo- They were closed Saturday oh. evening. There's a lot of closures going on right yep. now, and Tom keeps everything up to date on the Diz, so be sure to check them out yeah, um, when you make your plans. Yeah, they just... Updated the list and added what Space Mountain and Indiana Jones and all kinds of stuff over 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 spring break, which is really weird. And some of them are long term, also. So mm-hmm. I think they're getting ready for the 60th anniversary, right? Disneyland's birthday. Yeah. So they're this year's going to be a workaround year, I think, for the for the land with the beautiful castle. <laughs> That was for you, Pete. <laughs> um, Your castle small. Sorry. <laughs> also, want to mention, uh, West and I were in the parks this weekend, and we did this cool thing called City Race Disneyland. It's a scavenger hunt, and um, kind of kind of a, starts out as a little bit of amazing race. Um, I talked to the to the creator of it, and we're gonna get him on the show in the next couple weeks. But if you're interested, in the, yeah, it's really cool. If you're interested, they're do they have a brand new one they're doing in California Adventure in March and April, and then they're bringing it back and doing Disneyland again. If you haven't done it in May, so can you give us an example of sometime? Can you give us an example, sort of, of what you did? Um, the the main main thing itself was was just trivia questions where you had to. Find something, find something on a sign, or put things in order that you see on a wall, or go through a ride and pick out a certain thing in a ride. Um, most of it was you—you you had to be there to to do it. I don't want to give give away actual questions. No, because no. I was just trying to get a feel for no, what I, it was. No, I totally understand. Let me see if I have because I, I sent. Mary Jo a couple questions trying to trying to get phone a friend but she wouldn't um, I didn't trust that too I know. well I did, was <laughs> I right on the phone a friend when you did it to me um, I believe so yes 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 um, I played a game where there, none of that happened so I was like hmm, need to work for it but uh, there was <laughs> there was probably 150 people playing he said that there were 58 teams and each team was between Two, two or two to four people, so like around 150 people probably playing. So it was really fun. Um, How did West like it? He was he was so stoked. He we were he he wanted to run. I'm like no 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 we're not I don't do run. Um, <laughs> so well, I pay money to see that. But the, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll talk about this when we when we talk to to John. But the one thing I liked about it. Was it was entirely possible to finish it? Oh, that's cool. You know, I mean, yeah, because w- I did the the D twenty three scavenger hunt uh, a couple a few years ago, and there was no way in hell you could get 
all the questions answered in the time that you were given. And I thought this was going to be that way when we first started, but we kept going and going and going, and we were able to, you know, there was questions we skipped before time, because we didn't think we would have time. We ended up going back and doing them. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. okay, so here's here's an easy question, because you, you, you'd have to do it anyway to find out the answer. How many steps on, how many steps does it take Tarzan to get to the top of his tree? He doesn't just swing up? No, exactly. On a vine? <laughs> no, not always. Oh, okay. But I mean, it's that kind of stuff, so. It was, it's, it was really fun. And like I thought I said, you were going to say how many steps to walk around the castle. <laughs> two, oh, and a, two and a half. Ow. Six. <laughs> Tom, do not play with him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, those go to webmaster at www.info.com. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> also want to mention, we have, there's one more week left if you want to order a Diz hashtag t-shirt. Um, those look really cool, other than the Disneyland, like it's castle being really small, peep. Um, <laughs> hey, I had nothing, to, hold I on a second. I had nothing to do with the design of that shirt. You have to take that up with Corey and Will. But I love the shirt. The yeah, shirt is absolutely beautiful. And, I uh, ordered one. Who else uh, ordered one? My wife ordered me one. <laughs> Carol and I are each ordering one. I will tell you that I will tell you the quality of those shirts. The uh, the quality of the shirts they picked out were excellent, um, and uh, really excited. Really, so really the, excited. You can get those until uh, you order them until January fifteenth, and then they'll be delivered about a month later. Uh, Twenty four ninety five, two different colors, black and white. So take a look on the show notes page for a link to that, and get your order in quickly. Uh, don't forget chat nights Wednesday nights nine p.m. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. Our show notes page is disunplugged.com. Um, one more thing I forgot to mention. We are, once again, doing our personalized planning segments in 2014. So if you are in need of some help planning your Disneyland vacation, email me directly, tom at wdwinfo.com. Tell me what your dates are, what your demographics are. Tell us how you how we can help you plan your trip, and maybe you will be on the podcast and get some help planning your Disneyland vacation. Any other housekeeping? Yes. Yes, go ahead. Um, it's more of a... Lord, I, I thought our housekeepings were long. I know. You know it's, well, it's been two weeks. Yeah, and I just remembered. So I had, to, I had to buy a gift for, uh, you know, you one of those things where you're meeting people from all over the country. And then what's something from your area that represents you? So, of course, I go get like a Disneyland thing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get a sandwich at Earl's Sandwich. I haven't been there for a while. And so I got the holiday sandwich. And I think you'll probably agree, Tom, because I know you're not the, you know, like the, the biggest, hugest, you know, what's the big deal of Earl's Sandwich guy. Yeah. What? Thanks for the, the tablespoon of stuffing and the teaspoon of cranberry sauce. Like, I was really disappointed. I mean, I ate it in the car, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, it like, wasn't messy. That sandwich, like, drip on you. No, well, it doesn't drip when they don't put anything on it. Like, are they, are they changing the quality of their sandwiches? I'm then? just saying, I don't, it's one, so that's, we don't have enough sample size, but I was kind <laughs> I of opening one. I had one. it up that I was disappointed, especially based on the picture. Now I know pictures are not exact right. replicas of the sandwich, but, like, literally, maybe, 80, 60% of the bites, I couldn't really taste any cranberry. And, um, wow. I, I'm not making a, a whole food review or anything. I was just wondering if anyone else other than Tom has seen anything. Mine in December was skimpy. Yeah, that's what it was. It was skimpy. That's, that's the technical term. Well, it was interesting too, <laughs> is that when you went to the register, they actually offered, they said, which pass do you have? It would, you know, do you have a pass? And I said, do you have AAA? Because AAA is actually a better discount. Really? Yeah, they were promoting the, like, they, each person <laughs> nice. was getting the, and then they say have a Disneyland pass, and then the, um, cast member would say, do you have a AAA card? Because it's a better discount. So that's 15% versus 10. It was just interesting that they were actually, like, promoting it, but, mm-hmm. and then that's good news for everybody else to get the new skimpy versions of the Earl of Sandwich, sandwiches, but. So sad. Okay. Want some cheese to go with that wine? Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> I, I, I'd never gotten the holiday sandwich. I'd always wanted it. And I was really excited by the picture. 
It's a really good sandwich normally because that's really actually one of, the one of my favorite types of sandwiches. I, I fell into the the trap of eating pizza at Pizza Port, so I, I don't really feel bad for you. <laughs> that's How not was... a trap. That's just a dumb decision. Well, any, I was just going to say, anybody <laughs> stupid enough to eat Disney pizza deserves it. Was, it yeah. was okay. It looked good. It was it was <laughs> buffalo chicken pizza, and it's like something. Oh, to, I know. So yeah, my mistake. Now you're talking to an Italian from New Jersey. That just know, know. throw up below my mouth. Well, pizza porter, the pasta, yeah, I know. the salad. My, you know my, this. I know this. I know. I had well, I had a side salad to go with it, but anyway. All right. <laughs> you see the look I'm giving you. <laughs> okay, half hour of housekeeping. It's time for news. Over to Tony. It was supposed to be her magical day, complete with a wedding reception at Disneyland, but bride Jessica Sample is now distraught after losing a priceless family heirloom she wore during her nuptials and is turning to the public to help get it back. Sample and her new husband wed on New Year's Eve and celebrated at the theme park, but after the new couple had their caricatures drawn... The opal heirloom around her neck disappeared somewhere near Blue Bayou in New Orleans Square. Sample says the necklace has more sentimental value than anything, explaining that her grandfather gave the necklace to her grandmother after World War II. It is the most important piece of jewelry in my family, and the fact that I was even allowed to wear it on my wedding day just meant the world to me, and the fact that I lost it, it just breaks my heart, she said. Sample's grandfather originally bought the necklace in 1944 while stationed in Austria. He and his sweetheart stayed in contact during the war, writing love letters back and forth. Sample's husband, William, turned to Craigslist, lost and found section for help, pointing out that without the story behind it, the necklace has little value. The couple is asking for its return, no questions asked. So, if any... Wait, they were at Blue Bayou? That's... No, it was, it was lost around the Blue Bayou. Oh, okay. That's so sad. So... So, yeah. Dizzers, to keep looking for that necklace. Do we have a picture of it we can put up on the site? Um, I'm sure I can give you the link to the... <laughs> okay. For help. Cool. Going to Disneyland every day is a thing of the past for Tanya Mikesh. Mikesh? <gasps> oh, no. I know. Mikesh, 46, and friend Jeff Wrights went to Disneyland every day in 2012 and continued their streak through 2013. But after visiting the park on New Year's Day, Mikesh pulled the plug. It was the first day she had not gone in more than two years. She got a job? Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, It's time for something else, she she said, like eating and paying bills. Um, I thought maybe it was because of Obamacare. It could be a two. I have a lot of family family issues going on. My aunt is ill, and I'm taking turns caring for her. She so might have not. Moments, two years. Exactly. I mean, she might not have gotten ill if you would have been around and not going to Disneyland every day. <laughs> no. My house needs. My house needs to be cleaned. It's got two years worth of filth. <laughs> in in 2012, the pair vowed to make it the whole year and just kept going. How's she gonna go that long without a churro? True. When they started the streak, both were unemployed. So maybe Pete was right. Uh, Mikesh, who lives in Lake Forest, eventually got a job working for a decorating company. <laughs> you solved the mystery. While, while Wrights found a job at the Veteran Affairs Medical Center in Long Beach. Wrights usually visits in the evenings during the week. Mikesh was laid off last January and continues looking for work. Okay, now I feel bad. Um, Wrights 41 of Huntington Beach said he plans to continue to visit the park daily. September 25th would be 1,000 days. I might go for that, he said. A Disneyland Resort spokeswoman. Get a free T-shirt. Yeah. Um, oh. A Disneyland. A Disneyland Resort spokeswoman. Oh, is it Susie Brown? You know, this is Tom's. You're, you're no, ruining okay. our flow. No, I. It's not the same when Tom doesn't say Susie Brown. Susie Brown, a Disneyland Resort spokeswoman, said park officials did not know of anyone else who has gone through the turnstiles every day for two years. We thank Jeff and Tanya for being among our most loyal fans and congratulate them on their achievement. She said. Ah, uh, this is the best. You know what? I'm gonna lay, I'm gonna move the line to the very end. Cause then it, we can discuss it more. After reaching their goal of attending every day in 2012, park officials treated the pair to a night in the dream suite above the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. It isn't like Makesh is turning her back on Disneyland. I love the annual pass holder event, so I will probably go to a lot of those. I also have a lot of cast member friends, so I will probably visit when they are working. Also, when close well, friends yeah, are I mean, in town. Two, two years, two, yeah. I'm sure you made a lot of cast members. Maybe in two years she could have applied for a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, when close friends are in town and at the park. 
Besides, it's Disneyland, so how can I say no and not go? Just not every day anymore. Do you think, okay, there's one line I just haven't read yet. Anything else with Jeff and Tanya that could maybe be another factor to the fact that they might not be going? She's pregnant. They broke up. The two were dating when they started the quest in 2012. Oh. Now they are friends. Oh. Uh, and we know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> so... There you go. Poor Jeff. Well, neither one of them had jobs, so. <laughs> yeah. That was what but... they were attracted to, and then one got a job, and they had to break up. <laughs> <laughs> but then she lost the job. Their, their quality time went down. Yeah, but, it, you know, it's not the same after you work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's what I, I don't get. I do this for a living, and I'm not in theme parks every day. <laughs> you know? It's just, I, God bless them. God bless them. But, how limited is your life if you can go to a theme park every day for two two years? I, I, do you not travel? Do you not see people? Does other things not happen in your life that you can go to a theme park like, yeah, every day that, for two years? That there would be no time for a vacation, or it's like yeah. you'd have jobs. Yeah, well, oh yeah, they can pay for a vacation. Maybe she'll start going to Knott's Berry Farm every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, change the scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that the news? Yes, that's the news. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> I had to drag it out of him. I have it. to. I, I'm, I'm going to have to step out here, guys. It's midnight okay. here, and uh, I've got an early morning. I, I just I wanted to make sure I was on your first show of the year. Tell you myself how much I appreciate everything you guys do. You really do a phenomenal job. You make us proud uh, every week with the show that you do, and I think uh, you're going to have you're going to have an amazing year this year. Um, so just wanted to say thanks for everything and happy new year to all of you. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Happy, happy new, new year. year. All right. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Okay. Well, I was hoping to get Pete's input on this one, but that's okay. Um, a new program from the Walt Disney Travel Company and Disney Parks and Resorts North America assists guests with saving for their future theme park vacations. The Disney Vacation Account service is now live at DisneyVacationAccount.com. We'll have a link to it in our show notes. This is similar to the Christmas Club type savings accounts. Some of uh, people of my generation might remember those. Yeah. Um, the program enables guests to estimate and budget for their upcoming stay at either Walt Disney World Resort, the Disneyland Resort, Alani, Adventures by Disney, or the Disney Cruise Line. Um, the Walt Disney Travel Company sponsors the program, but they clearly make the distinction that Disney's not acting as a bank, um, but rather they're the liaison between the guest and a non-interest-bearing account at the program bank, which is currently J.P. Morgan Chase. And the Disney company never comes in the possession of any of the payments. And this is um, in order to maintain the FDIC insurance coverage on the accounts. So when you sign up for a Disney vacation account, you can schedule automatic contributions to take place every week, um, every two weeks or every month. You can also make a one-time contribution at any time by visiting your account page and clicking make a one-time contribution. Uh, you can change a schedule of automatic contributions at any time. A contribution is a deposit that you make to your Disney vacation account, and contributions can be made with a debit card, credit card, or a Disney gift card. And making these contributions is how you save for your vacation. Now, there's an account ceiling of $25,000, and in lieu of interest, guests are entitled to a $20 Disney gift card for each $1,000, $1,000 entered into the account. But there are some restrictions, and the devil is in the details in this. Wow. You really have to read the user agreement, read the frequently asked questions. Um, there's a lot of restrictions in here. Um, but this includes a minimum age of the account of 120 days, and if you you, they can cancel the gift cards if the account is closed if without having applied the funds to an actual vacation. Also, you only get the $20 Disney gift card for every $1,000 only if you've 
paid for a Walt Disney World or Disneyland vacation package or Disney Cruise Line, um, you know, vacation or Adventures by Disney or something like that. So, you know, if you're a Disney Vacation Club member, for example, this would not you, you would not get the $20 Disney gift card if for some reason you were using this account. There is a way you can double dip, make your contributions with a Disney Chase credit card, and then you can get the points for using your Chase card and then get your $20 Disney gift card bonus as well. You can get a full refund, but you've really got to read how you do it um, because refunds are made by refunding specific contributions to the original form of payment. So read the terms and conditions. So, for example, if you make it, make the contribution you're getting refund for, for a credit card, you know, you made it with a credit card, that refund's going back to the credit card. If you make it with a Disney gift card, that refund is going to go back to that gift card. So don't throw those gift cards away. Um, because, you might find you're not, um, you don't have the gift card that the refund's going to. And it's also worth noting that unlike the traditional method of initially making a reservation and then applying payments, this program doesn't necessarily tie into an existing reservation, meaning one's not required to make use of the program. Also, guests are advised through the terms and conditions that the vacation prices may actually vary or increase between the time the account is open and the reservation is made. And and the part where I sort of wanted to get Pete's input is, you know, you're reading through this and it sort of seems like are they circumventing the use of travel agents because they really encourage you on this site to make your travel plans directly through Disney, but they do say when you read all those frequently asked questions, and it's long, um, you can make travel arrangements for your vacation through a travel agent, such as a dreams agent. However, you can only you can make a payment for your vacation, for your Disney vacation account. So you have to call the Disney Reservation Center to make a payment towards your vacation directly. So your travel agent, like your Dreams Unlimited travel agent, will have to provide you with your reservation number, which they do. Um, and then you use that reservation number to make your payment. So the Dreams agent couldn't make the payment on your behalf, as is the traditional method. Um, there's also all these There's various configurations that sort of complicate the program. Um, You can combine multiple Disney Vacation Club accounts towards one vacation. You can use one account to help pay into another account owned by someone else. And you can also use your account to contribute um, towards someone else's account. So anyway, that's what the program is. So what's the the major benefit of it besides a way to save it? That's it. I mean, it's really just a way to save. And well, are, you know yeah, what? You could set this up on your own if you wanted to. Right. What about you – know. does, does it lock in pricing or anything like that? No, or? not at all. It doesn't lock oh, in my. pricing. The the only benefit is, you know, you get that I can see reading this is you get a twenty dollar um, gift card for every one thousand dollars you pay into it. But you know, there's so many ways on your own you could set up yeah. something like this. Use your, you know, use the dreams agent to, because there's so many more benefits that the agent, you know, a dreams agent can help you with in making your vacation a lot well, more smooth. Yeah, and the dreams agent will look for for um, any discounts. Di- yeah, we'll look for discounts where they won't. Disney won't do that. And no, not at all. And so, uh, you know, but you know, people are going to see this. They're going to see it's Disney and think. It's all pixie dust and magic. But, you know, I really read about this program. I just don't think, you know, just because Disney's doing it, you have to keep in mind, they're, if they're doing this, there's a benefit to them. Right. In this. So, you know, so go, you know, go, we'll have a link to it in our show notes, but really read this for yourself and really think, is this going to benefit you before you jump in and use it? Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Mary Jo? Well, on the Disney Parks blog, they're having a contest every day. They're giving away vacation um, through the end of January. And the vacation can either be at the original Magic Kingdom, Disneyland, or at 
at Disneyland, excuse me, at Walt Disney World Resort. And the vacation is good for a family of four and includes airfare and accommodations and tickets. So it's a really cool thing. We'll have a link in our show notes to this. And you can enter every single day, no purchase necessary, and have different members of your family also do this. Are we this. eligible? We're eligible. Okay, cool. We don't we don't work for Disney, so <laughs> awesome. So. Good luck, everyone. Yes. Yay. Has, has anybody been? I've been entering. No. Oh come on. I've been traveling. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm tired. I need a nap. <laughs> oh, stop traveling. No, but it was Disneyland twice. He said there's one percenter problem. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, first world he, issues. He was at Disneyland on Friday. Drove home. Went no, home. I was. Dro- I would. I came down Thursday, spent the night, drove home for uh, Disneyland Friday morning, drove home, went to my son's wrestling match Saturday morning, then drove back to Disneyland Saturday night and Sunday, and then came home Monday. Yeah. Not that oh. I'm complaining, because I loved it. All right. My turn next. Um, Disneyland has returned to with their Southern California ticket discounts for the year. Um, they just announced those this week, and they are already on sale. Southern California residents can get a two-day um, one-park ticket, one-park-per-day ticket for $129, a two-day park hopper for $164, a three-day one park per day ticket for 159, or a three-day park hopper for 194. Uh, they are you can pur- you, uh, you must purchase before May 30th, and they are good through June 6th, 2014. Uh, of course, there's blockout dates during uh, spring break, May th- uh, March 31st through April 20th. Uh, the thing that's different about these park hoppers or these these multi-day tickets as opposed to a regular multi-day ticket is there is no there are no the there's no 13 day expiration on them so you can use it in January and then not use it again till April and it will still work oh how nice yeah um also with the three either of the 3 day options you do get one magic morning as long as you purchase in advance so if you are a Southern California resident or a Northern Baja California resident, um, check these out and make sure you're eligible and pick up some of these if you are not a annual pass holder. Nice. Uh, excellent. Uh, Nancy. Yeah. So yeah. my original thought on my rapid fire today was I was going to find out <laughs> when, the, you know, I was going to find out all about the new Valentine's yeah. special menus for yeah, it's too early Disneyland. For that. Two more weeks. I yeah. talked to the Napa Rose today, as a matter of fact, and they are expecting Chef to come up with the menus within about one to two weeks. But they did tell me their pre-fee four-course menu, it will be $125 per person. Okay. And I'm sure add another however much for wines, yeah. if you want to do in the wine flight. Um so my so you pulled something else out of your my internet. You know, ugly step <laughs> stepsister oh. rapid fire. My default second class citizen rapid there you fire go. Okay. is the El Capitan schedule for the next there you month go. or two. Cool. So we've got um, a special one opening tonight, the ninth. If you're in town, check out Throwback Thursday showing of Sleeping Beauty on the big screen one nice. night only. Nice. Yeah, and it's at 7 o'clock, so brush right on down there. <laughs> now, however, on January 10th through January 20th, they're going to be offering Mary Poppins Sing Along, which means they actually put the words on the screen so you can sing along with all the songs. And they're going to have a special opening night show on Friday. And that one is available for their Tiny Tot Tuesday on the 14th at um, 10 a.m. And that is, of course, for those of you who are not pregnant women or newly mo- new mothers. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, those are the special showings for mothers with little with infants that 
you know, they can go and the kids, you know, they take the sound down a little bit, make theater just slightly brighter. So you can have a nice movie-going session and not be out of the loop in the movie world. Now, after Mary Poppins finishes and flies off into the sunset, um, starting on February 7th through the 20th is going to be Lady and the Tramp. So how awesome is that to go see Lady and the Tramp? That's one of my favorite cartoons, all-time movies. Well, we should make plans to go see that with the girls then. That would be fun. As, after you babysit for us so I can go see um, Saving Mr. Banks. I'm happy to do so as long as Lily will let me. Lily will definitely let you. Mary Jo! Mary Jo! It's like a tear. And then finally, um, at the end of February, February 21st, through February 27th is um, The Wind Rises. And for those of you who aren't familiar, um, Disney has a partnership with um, Hayao Miyazaki, who is one of the most famous um, Japanese animated filmmakers. It's not necessarily an anime per se, but it's definitely... um, Amazing and beautiful, beautiful movies. And this one is about um, a young boy who dreams of uh, designing airplanes inspired by the famous Italian aeronautical designer Caproni. But the child is nearsighted from a young age and unable to be... um... Oh, wait a minute. Scratch, scratch, scratch. So... This is basically a, a movie about a young boy who is inspired. Um, he dreams of flying and, and designing airplanes. So, obviously, with a Miyazaki story, there's much more complications. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story actually takes place in the 1920s. So, um, there you go. It, it sounds like an amazing movie. There's a lot of information about it out there. There's an official tra- um, official trailer out there as well. So What's it called again? It's called The Wind Rises. The Wind Rises. And looks it looks absolutely beautiful. So that is what's going to finish up February, and other things to look forward to after that. Um, March 21st is the opening of The Muppets Most Wanted, and followed that is Bears in April. Cool. So that's the El Cap for the spring. Thank you, Nancy. Tony? Okay, some Legoland stuff. Yay. Because you know, I purposely only do stuff in San Diego. Love Legoland. Um, <laughs> so in January, one of their, um, their 4D movie experience, there's going to be Legends of Chima. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, well... It's Legends of Chima, yeah, because it's supposed to be the Chi. Okay, Chi. well, there, that 4D movie experience, which takes a whole family on a trip into the world of Chima, which I wanted to say China, like China, um, and in her wild chase, blah, 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 it's going on through January. Also, at Legoland in January, the you have until January 13th, so you better get down there now if you're listening to the show. Um, it started in June and it's about to end with the uh, Lego Star Wars X-wing model display. Oh which, yeah, that thing's yeah. amazing. So amazing. yeah, the um, it was unveiled for the first time in New York Times Square by the Lego Group. Um, the actual X-wing in Legoland is a one-to-one replica made of five million Lego bricks. Blah blah blah. Anyways, it, the last day is January thirteenth. So one-to-one one replica, that, as in it. That's the actual size of an X. Yes, the model weighs yes. more than forty-five thousand pounds. How do you? Re- but that's a lot of bricks. X wings don't really exist. It is. Okay, sorry. And then, um, finally, again, kills three times. Okay, if you can do this pretty quickly, um, in terms of registering on Saturday, Saturday, <laughs> the new day. Saturday. It's it's uh, it's, it's Saturdays when you drink a lot of milk. Um, That's after Tween's Day, right? Yeah. Um, on Saturday, January 18th, from 6.30 to 10 a.m. is the Kids Marathon Mile. 
And if your kids can sign up for the annual Kids Marathon Mile at Legoland, California, taking place on the morning of Saturday, January 18th, um, a favorite part of the Tri-City Medical Center Carlsbad Marathon Weekend events, kids love running or walking, is one mile just for fun race through Legoland. You will, too. All registered participants receive an event T-shirt. Kids age 12 and under also receive a Shining Finishers Medal, a free child ticket to Legoland, California, and Sea Life Carlsbad Aquarium, and a friends slash family, didn't read, really to read slash, friends family offer for 50% off Legoland California submission for up to two guests. And at 6.30, the parking lot opens, 7 a.m., the event day registration, so I'm sure you could register the day of. 8 a.m., mile races start, and 9 a.m., there's a diaper dash, and then it, Legoland opens at 10. Ooh, and for more information, yeah, and for more information, go to carlsbadmarathon.com. Or you can just type it based on whichever one of our crew is typing it right now so everybody can hear. <laughs> that, that, was, that was to help people to figure out what they, how to type so they knew. It was like that extra like sound effect so they knew what, what to do. Carlsbad Marathon. It's, it's the new microphones with no mute button is what it is. Carlsbadmarathon.com. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you, Tony. Can I throw another one in there really fast? And this is really... You have three um, seconds actually, for... Subways, um, Subway restaurants are currently offering a little... Um, $2 sandwich. Oh, no, that was... <laughs> I'm just... Okay. So, they are offering Universal Studios. Uh-huh. Buy a day, get the rest of 2014 free. Uh-huh. The The... Um, and it's a discount, and I don't have my purse anywhere near me, so I can't, like, go running down to go get it and come back up. But yes, I was tempted to rent my car right now because I picked up a Knott's Berry Farm coupon sheet at the Circle K on the way home today, too. So, <laughs> Well, the cool thing about this is it's at the, the Subway coupon is actually good until March. Okay. For the discount price, so. Cool. So, yeah, so if you're, you know, visiting Disneyland and you want to do Universal Studios, head to your local Anaheim or anywhere Southern California subway restaurant and pick up one of those. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then Del Taco has them, too, in Carl's Jr. in Greenville. Stop, I'm hungry now. All right, that will do it for rapid fire time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. (laughs) Well, kind of appropriate for today, we have a thread called Throwback Thursday, What Do You Miss? And this comes from DL Fan 4, who's been with us, rather new, but has, um, this comes from Canada. And DL, DL Fan 4 writes, Hi, is there an attraction, ride, show, restaurant, store, food item, or anything that used to be at Disneyland or California Adventure that is no longer there that you really miss? Malaboomer. Yes. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. You guys scare me. You think so much alike. <laughs> so, so Michael, is that your final answer? No, no I, w- I was actually joking. Facetious. <laughs> oh. What would you say? Oh, me? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a tough one because I've been around the longest, so there's a lot I miss. I would say the people mover. <laughs> People mover the most. And then what would be your second one? Gosh. Um, Mind train through nature's wonderland. I miss the great expanse of frontier land that it That's used to be. That's a good one. And, and, and I like Mark Davis's, um, you know, caricatures of the animals and his humor in, in, in the audio animatronics. I didn't know that he actually created those animals. Yeah, yeah they were his designs. I, re- I actually remember. Does anybody else remember that ride? Uh-uh. Just Michael oh, and me? Okay, moving on. I remember the pack mules. <laughs> so do I. That was my favorite when I was a yeah. kid. That, that, that's pack. the one thing about Frontierland. It, 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 there's really not much left of it anymore. Yeah. But, you know, well, so. you know, you can't fall off the top of a stagecoach anymore either. No, I remember the stagecoaches. <laughs> just the remnants. Um, Nancy, what about you? What what? Would you say um, uh, the attractions that you have gone on? Part of me misses the Country Bear Jamboree. Which part? The spleen. 
<laughs> yes, my ability to swing on a on a vine with teddy bear. Okay, um, I can see you up there. <laughs> so, wow. so which show, the original, the vacation, or the or the holiday show? I must admit, I really like the Christmas show, but um, the original. I mean, there's just something about the original. But I was gonna say, I actually kind of half miss Golden Dreams in um, in California Adventure. That was the uh, the Whoopi, the, Goldberg, movie, the Whoopi yeah. Goldberg movie. I always cried at the end of that sucker. Me too. Oh, I'm so really? glad I'm not the only one. The the sacrifice that so many people. Um, the, you're talking about the montage at the end. Yeah. Just yeah. the whole the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about coming from California, but some days we don't actually look and appreciate what's behind the whole place here and how many people work so hard only to be put down right. just to build this kind you know, this section of the country yeah. and all the sacrifice American railroad and stuff and you know? Yeah. Everybody came here for hope. Hope of a better life. Very nice. So I kinda miss that one. Oh and my kids miss the tortillas every time. <laughs> <laughs> still tell you about that. Chocolate isn't good enough for them. <laughs> They want those tortillas. Oh, the birthday! T- How can you not get a big old pack of birthday tortillas? <laughs> the, it's the best free item in the park, man. It was a good souvenir. Yes, it Tony. Was. What about you? Well, then the fact that I wouldn't keep the tortillas for souvenirs because after a while they might <laughs> get, a get, get a little crusty. But um, okay. So I do miss the people mover, but I actually also miss, even though I only wrote it once, the rocket rods. I know they never they never worked, but I liked the ride itself. I, I know it I once sh- as well, so I understand like, that. Like like I I'd rather I mean of course I wish they wouldn't have replaced the people mover with it, but I liked that ride itself. Other than the crazy line and they would break down all the time, it'd be nice if they could have made it work. I loved how it would speed up and then slow down and go around exactly. the corner. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And slow down and go around the corner. Yeah, that's what I liked. We did that only because they never banked the track properly. <laughs> Because the budget was cut. Really? I thought it was part of the... No. And that's what Michael's. caused the breakdowns. That was part yeah, of the they kept they breakdowns. kept wearing out, right, Michael? The tires it, did. Yeah. But the wear and tear just on the, the vehicles themselves was rough. So that was a good one. And Tom, what about you? What do you miss? Um, I'm going to have to... Th- 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 to third the the people mover, um, but one that people haven't mentioned yet is, and that's kind of idealized in my my memory. You know what I mean? The superstar lemma with Whoopi Goldberg. I no. know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever no. happened to the giant Whoopi? Did they give it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was going to say Adventures Through Inner Space. I love. I I I I'm sure I've gone on it because I remember you know the sh- whole shrinking thing, but you know in your memory you you build things up and it's like that that's the one I'd I'd really like to write again. Oh, when we were small kids, we really thought there was this giant eye looking down at us, yeah. and and we we were convinced that we shrunk down. Mm-hmm. We you look for the people the, in the little yeah. Yep. Yep. Telescope. The innocence of children. Um, well, mine's the Skyway. I used to love to go on the Skyway right at twilight when all the lights were coming on at Disneyland and everything and to look at all the different lands from up high. That was really cool. Did you hear what Tom Hanks said on Conan O'Brien about that ride? Were you no. part of the Disney Mile High Club, Mary Jo? <laughs> I was a small child, Michael. <laughs> well, I did have a couple of kids, but no, no I wasn't. It had nothing to do with it. Disneyland. <laughs> I, I would have been shocked. I didn't know people did that. I didn't either. We were too busy having fun. It was a four and a half minute ride. Think about <laughs> it. He wouldn't be having that much fun. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So let's just no, continue. Somebody <laughs> but, um, yeah, that one and, and the people mover too. Um, a lot of people on the list. On the list, on the thread, um, they also said People Mover was among the top ones. Country Bear Jammery. Um, a lot of people said the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. Yeah. Yeah. That they missed the original um, there. 
Somebody on the thread actually said Malaboomer. I'm surprised. That was me. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Main Street Electrical Parade, and I have to agree with that. It's probably... What, what oh, no, wait, that's it. Sorry. It's, it's been mind. so long. That what were the, what, the, the ride that, um, was sat where Pizza Port sits? The moon, the, the, the rocket. Oh, rocket yeah. to the moon yeah. and Mars. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I was that convinced we went to the moon there too. <laughs> I was a gullible <laughs> little kid. <laughs> Do you know gullible isn't in the dictionary? <laughs> I was going to look it up. <laughs> but anyway, so other people have, there's a, a lot of different attractions that have been listed. And if you'd like to read through the thread and reminisce and put down your own attraction, go to our show notes at the... Um, I miss Finding Nemo's Submarine Post. Voyage. Oh, sorry. It's been one day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that means that they're not going to even have the uh, room, huh, Nancy? I know. The disability room was great. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack you. But um, as I was saying, um, if you'd like to contribute to the thread and read along, the link to it will be in our show notes, and go ahead and go there and read it. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week, and, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.